Hey, welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide, and on the computer today, I have Chris Roberts from CR2 Shooting Solutions, and we got stories to tell, so we're going to tell some stories today. Chris was out hunting uh, last month, or just last week, I guess it was, this weekend. And so, Chris, welcome back to the Everyday Sniper, longtime contributor. Hey, Frank, thanks for having me. Yeah, I always love story time with Frank. Yeah, story time with Frank yeah. and Chris. There you go. Well, which Chris is it, though? I mean, because there's it always way seems too like many Chris. There's way too many Chris. <laughs> way too many. So lots of Chris's. So uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Good. Yeah, man, really good. Yeah, finished out my uh, finished out my hunting trip with a uh, trip back home to Michigan. Me and the girls went uh, to visit with the in-laws and uh, spent Christmas or Thanksgiving. <laughs> spent yeah, Thanksgiving Christmas. up there. Nice, yeah. nice. We had a little mellow one. I got to go to California to see my daughter next week, and then I'm probably going to go to Connecticut for Christmas. I don't know, but so yeah, we kind of had a mellow one here. Yeah, we're 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 going to do Christmas at home this year. Looking forward to that. Um, just because you know, spend so much time on the road with all of our other things going on with training and hunting and shot show and you know everything else. That it's just kind of nice to spend. Uh, you know, some of that quality time actually at the house totally totally that's a, in fact speaking of shot show last week i got everything for shot uh to get ready to go to that um so yeah um, i'll be all week at shot because it was busy last week and i left early and mm -hmm. everybody's like where'd you go and i'm like oh mm -hmm. shoot i'm no more yeah so. i'm still on the fence is like what we're gonna do i'm trying to act like maybe i'm thinking about not going but i mean truth of the matter is I'm probably going to go. Um, I'm just really deciding on like how long I'm going to go for, who's going to come with me, all those kind of details right now. <laughs> I just right. Don't yeah, I, totally. I'm trying not to do everything last minute either, but just, I just, at this point in time, I don't know. I got a big trip uh, in about a week um, out to Oregon to meet with some folks out there. If you, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I get you. <laughs> and they're probably, they're probably going to make some of those decisions for me. So I'm kind of waiting to see what they had to say. Nice, nice. There you go. Yeah, they'll, they'll tell you what you need to do, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, break us down with your, your trip and, and what you did, your prep, where you were going, and, and just lay out where you were for the last two weeks and, and how it unfolded. Yeah, so actually, yeah, man, it actually ended up being almost three weeks, which was which was pretty cool. So I got a call. Um, geez, it's got to be three months ago now from um a cousin in law my wife's cousin what what would that be yeah an in-law okay yeah we'll go with the in-law and mm -hmm. um you know he was asking me he, he said hey I'm, I'm gonna be going out to colorado and um hunting elk and can you build me a rifle and so i was like okay so you're gonna need something that you could maybe reach out and touch something with um it's going to do well in the wind, um, but you also don't want anything that's, you know, super, super heavy to carry. I was So I got to thinking right off the bat and I was like, so I'm going to build you a, you know, a PRC, a 6.5 PRC probably, um, you know, good recoil, good ballistics. We can build something that's lightweight. It's not going to beat you up, but, you know, it'll do good in the wind out there and um, shoot nice and flat. And all that kind of stuff for you. That'll that'll do you really good, because he's from Michigan, and and you know most of the hunting where we're at back home, you know 
a 300 yard shots a, a really long shot right right it's it's wooded and you might get a field and across a field shot but that's about it right exactly the end of the the end of the cornfield is uh is going to be 300 yards tops and uh that's a, that's a really good shot for these guys so um you know with that in mind they're not really they're not really prepared with the kind of riflery they need to be able to go out and uh or weaponry, whatever you want to call it, to go out to Colorado and, and you know, put down an elk. So, now, that being said, most of those guys have 300 wind mags, and we all know that Teddy Roosevelt traveled the, traveled pretty much every continent, you know, on this planet and killed everything with a 30 out 6 So, mm-hmm. you can get it done. But, um, you know, we... It's, we it's just a lot that. of recoil, though. That, I mean, that 300 wind mag, it, we see a ton of it, like in Alaska. Everybody up there has a 300 wind mag. Mm-hmm. And it's just a metric ton of recoil. It's a flinch factory. That rim snaps the recoil, mm-hmm. causes people to flinch and screw up. So it's not a good – I mean, I guess it's a fine round, but it's not a good round anymore when you consider the PRCs are so much softer recoiling, like the 300. Uh, if you replace the 300 Win Mag with a 300 PRC – there's a huge difference in recoil. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll get to a 300 PRC because I do want to specifically talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, so I, you know, talked to him about his budget, what he was looking for in a rifle and ultimately put him together. One of those, uh, you know, Seekins Havocs rifles, um, you know, cause those are just really good rifles. You get a lot yeah. of bang for your buck there. Um, it's a pretty light rifle overall comes with a lot of features you know, put a nice little optic on there, um, some bipods and, uh, and sent him on his way, you know? So it wasn't too long after that. He was like, Hey man, um, why don't you come with me? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and, uh, you know what the intentions were there other than, you know, maybe just wanting me to come. I don't know. Um, I, I kind of got the feeling that, you know, having somebody with some long range credentials was something that would be appreciated, and so I was like, hey, I'm not going to pass up an opportunity to go and, and hunt big game in the you know Western states because, uh, you know, it's not something I've really gotten to do a whole lot of. I've really only got, gone west to hunt once and uh, you don't get those opportunities too often. So let's, you know, yeah, let's let's make it happen. So, um, you know, I started to um, rearrange my 6.5 PRC, you know, the one that I was shooting at that major land sniper cup. Um you know, into like a kind of a more hunting configuration when this rifle that's right behind me uh, kind of came about. And uh, and that's that Solus Hunter, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Solus uh, Aero Precision Solus Hunter rifle. So when talking to John Warren over there, he wanted to get one of these in my hands. And so we worked out a situation where I could get one and I got it in in time to get it dialed in, get some rounds through the pipe, kind of get it broken a little bit and be able to take it with me on that hunt. So it's pretty excited about that. It's, it's really, really trick little rifle. And, um, I, you know, couldn't be happier with the way that turned out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I like know, the Solus. I mean, I think I, I have, I reviewed and there's a video up of the Solus as well. I mean, just to jump into the Solus really quick. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I did a review on the six, five, the more of the comp version of the Solus. There's a whole bunch of variations or just bare, bare actions. 
And I think it's a fantastic first bolt rifle out of the gate. Usually guys have these big highfalutin, I want to do this, that, and the other thing. And um, it kind of stumbles. These guys went straight to it. And I think the Solus is a nice little package. Yeah, I was really floored, man. I'm going to be honest with you because, uh, well, you know, so I told John, I was like, hey, you know, when he wanted to get one of these in my hands, I was like, I've seen a lot of guys review the competition version. And, you know, I'm, I've got this big hunt coming up. So let's do something with, let's do something with the hunter, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to really kind of, you know, be able to review it in that kind of scenario. And also, you know, it would work out well for me. So right, right, you know, right. that's, that's what we did. And, and, and I gotta be honest, like that, that action, you know, a lot of guys or a lot of companies will come out with these competition rifles, you know, these competition production rifles, and they leave a little bit on the table. You know, there's always something to be desired. They're never really, they never really feel like a competition rifle. Like they have a lot of competition features, um, but they're well, not. If they, I mean, ha- if they have a handguard that's flat and can take M-lock, they consider it a comp rifle. Nothing right. else designates it as one other than that flat front. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it has features and, but you know, if you've ever shot one, one custom rifle and then you head out and you shoot one of these factory rifles, you know, the difference pretty quickly, especially once you've run that bolt and you're like, "Eh, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that grit, that, that kind of smooth, smoothness in the action, you know, that, that, that's really kind of the difference. And, and that's where I think the, the solace really kind of shines is that action feels like a custom action. It's fast. Right out of the box. Yeah. Super fast. Right out of the box. That 60 degree bolt throw, how smooth it is. I mean, the coating they have on it, whatever it is, it, it feels like a custom action right out of the box. And, and it shoots like a custom barrel action right out of the box. That's, that's one thing I noticed too, whatever they're doing with their barrels. I don't know if they're still making them in house or if they've got somebody else that makes them for them. I think they had picked up uh like ballistic advantage years ago for their, yeah, I believe that might barrels. be correct. Correct. Right. I don't know if that's what they're doing for these, um for these, these bolt gun barrels, but yeah, that, I mean, they're, they're a good shooting barrel. It well And, it, it, I just saw this like a week ago, you know, we're home. We just got back. We're kind of sitting around the holidays and stuff. And I'm looking on the internet, like everybody else is, and you're sort of window shopping what's going on in the industry. And, and you're, you're looking, I saw like two new 90 degree bolt actions coming out, like new action production or, Semi-custom, I guess, is the best <laughs> way to put it. And they're 90-degree throw to lug actions. It's yeah. like, who today would waste <clears throat> their money on a two-lug 90-degree throw action unless it had something like it was super light hunting and scalloped? You know, maybe if you're going to do like one of those Defiance Ruckus or, you know, even like the Lone Peak maybe – now, I, I guess, I guess impact, you could say, okay, I'm going to do an impact because it's a surgeon knockoff, you know, but why? Yeah. I mean, if you look at a Solus at one price range with the 60 degree three lug bolt and the whole thing and figure, okay, that's a standard action. You can get a Solus barreled action. What are they like? 18, 2000 bucks, not even. They're really cheap. Mm. The barreled actions. They're not, they're not expensive. 
but you could buy the action relatively inexpensive compared to custom actions. Well, the only other one you really want to look at at that point then for me is the Terminus because it switched barrels. Yeah. But, like, why would you go with some of the two lug? Like, yeah, Bighorn because it switches lug or you could switch the bolt face. So there's an argument for Bighorn. I don't see an argument for Impact anymore. Or some of the other ones, Defiance especially, I don't see the argument for Defiance in 2023. Yeah, not that price range either. No, and and it's like I can get a Bighorn Origin for 825 by a bolt head. You know, if I if you go to the TLs, yeah, you get the the, the burlier um kind of framing around it, the tank the lugs and the tang and things uh, are are but why i mean yeah yeah well, and, and and aren't these things using the bighorn uh barrels yeah is well it, the it... prefits yes you yeah, can the use prefits. the same prefit because yeah, it's a so... savage type prefit yeah and so you know all those guys that are that already have those bighorns you know, switch on over to a solus action how you keep your barrels and now you got a three lug and you can just switch your switch your you know barrel and uh bolt face and go to whatever caliber you want Exactly. So, I mean, you're you're in the right place that the Solus does so much and you can really do a lot with it and, you know, and then take it from and it's like, why would you go to these overpriced two lug 90 degree bolt throws now unless it has something specific? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I really think the only thing this is missing is the you know quit change barrel feature and and i gotta be honest i i understand there's some people who don't like that feature they have their own preconceived notions about you know whether or not it's going to hold zero you know whatever it is I, that that would be my biggest knock maybe is it well, doesn't and, have a quick and change even barrel. that it, it, t- it takes you in the like the hit versus the ai right you take a seekins hit which is a great rifle for two grand and it's your lower end AI and it yeah. works really similar, really simplistic. It's a pre-done rifle. It's ready to go. Bolt heads, calibers. I mean, I have a, I have a Seekins hit here that goes from two, two, three to six, five PRC. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And I'm telling you right now, I'm taking the Solus as far as the feel you know, I'm, I might take a Seekins because of the, the 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 changeable barrels, but from the from the feel of the actions, I'm taking the Solus. You know, I think it's I think it's right. the smoother of the two. Well, I mean, I if people are thinking, if people are like paying attention, you can boil this down really kind of fine right now into what I mean. There's a ton out there, but oh, there's yeah. not a ton out there that's relevant anymore to the same degree it was five years ago sure you know and that's kind of where i'm going is like you look at this relevancy lately is moving and yeah we run into the case where your lab radar is not worth it no more get the garment (laughs) you know and 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 now your 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 90 degree two lug eighteen hundred dollar action has been replaced by the three lug solace. Mm-hmm. Why would 
not, you know, and, and to me, this is, this is an element of where things are moving because we sort of did this little mini leapfrog. It got mm-hmm. quiet for a minute, but it got quiet because people were doing stuff. It's amazing now, that gas gun companies had to get into it, right? Look at right. Seekins, look at, look at Arrow. Yes. They're the, one, they're the ones who were bringing it forward, right? Well, because they <laughs> said, because there was that period four years ago where bolt action was where the money and where things were moving. They flooded themselves in the semi-auto market. They're, you know, you're getting rid of people in that market as you start to filter out the smaller players, you know, have CNC no longer travels. Right. In, in, in that, cause now you need, you need a brand and, and sure. you, you, are, are you going to go comp- like the Geisley's the new LaRue? You, mm-hmm. you, you know, so why are you competing with that guy when, you know, he's, he's sewn up a certain element of the market mm-hmm. But, well, yeah, it's funny too because you know you think six hours making bolt guns now. Daniel Defense is making bolt guns. Larue started making bolt guns, and then the gas companies started making bolt guns. Yeah, yeah. And then the bolt gun companies are starting to make, you know, gas guns. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, it's just it's it's funny how it's the markets the markets starting to overlap so much. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and we have kind of reduced down to SIG, Daniel Defense, you know, and then the Gucci people are all chasing the Geisley. That's the fanboy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I got me a guy. It's like the old Noveski. So Geisley kind of is the new Noveski, you know, but LaRue too, because LaRue shot himself in the foot um, mm-hmm. with that stuff. And, and so you don't hear him talking about LaRue stuff anymore. It's all the Geisley stuff. Yeah. And, and and so yeah, I mean, and and so this makes perfect sense that we're seeing this kind of rendering down of the industry to where mm-hmm. people want to go. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There's fun still out there, just the smart yeah. people there anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So and I, so I really like this rifle. I mean, I think it shot really good. It came with a lot of really good features. I threw that Arca rail, you know, the art, the universal area 419 Arca rail on there just so I could run my bipods. I could shoot mm-hmm. it off a tripod if I needed to, you know, threw a nice little optic on there, that little shorty Thunderbee suppressor on there to keep it nice and light, but, you know, quiet it down a little bit. And then I just, I rolled out, you know, so. Where did you um, go in Colorado? <clears throat> So I ended up going down to the, uh, to, well, we were stationed out of Allmont, I guess you could say. So we were in the Gunnison National Forest area, oh, Gunnison, area okay. 55. Yep. So we we had tags for third rifle, um, and we were pretty good mix. Uh, we had nine guys out there, and we had we had cow tags and bull tags. So, you know, we got out there um, a couple days before season started, and, it, it, you know, it just kind of all worked out. Luckily... You know, one of the things I learned as a young private in the army from one of my senior NCOs was, you know, this world's all about making friends and influencing people. And so, you know, I actually had a guy who reached out to me and he had he had pulled a certificate uh, for training off of one of the Guardian prize tables at, at Cameo. And so he reached out to me. He's like, hey, I, I got a prize. You know, I got a, I got a gift certificate for training. You know, can I come to your mountain rifleman class? And uh, I was like, you know, you can, but that's not a level one class. So, you know, we require people to have gone to level one training and have some skill set because, you know, as we ran into before, you know, this, 
you know, we have guys that show up that aren't prepared for that class and it, you know, it can, it can hold up, it can hold up training. So I was mm-hmm. like, I just want to be clear of that. And so he was like, oh yeah, that's not going to be a problem. You know, I'm, I've got, you know, some training, some skill set, and so on and so forth. And then he asked me, he said, Hey, you know, I saw your post about the, the tag and you know, where are you coming to hunt? So I told him like, Oh, I'm coming out there. He's like, well, you know, as it ends up, you know, I'm in this area. And I think he asked me if I had an Airbnb because maybe him and his wife had some Airbnbs. And I was like, no, we're good to go there. And he was like, well, do you have a place to dial in your rifle? And I was like, "Mm, no, well, I mean, kind of, I'm just going to come to your range, but (laughs) you know, that's, that's a few hours away and a different elevation Mm -hmm. and everything else like that. So I was like, why Well, you got something? He's like, well, He's like, yeah, I got a ranger. You can shoot out to 2000 right here in Gunnison. And so I was like, so you mean I can dial my rifle in, in the actual place I'm going to hunt all the way out to 2000. Now we're talking, you know, mm-hmm. now we're talking. So I went out and I saw him and right before we get there, come to find out this guy and his wife just go and took fourth place at the sniper adventure challenge. So he's going to have no problem in my mountain rifleman class yeah 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 <laughs> but ends up ends up being that he does some stuff for mdt i think he does some writing in the precision rifle world he's got some experience and everything like that so we got our rifles dialed in and and we started our hunt on the um on the 11th i think it was out there in gunnison so that was uh that was a whole new world for me coming from the flatlands of uh of uh mid georgia and then going out to, uh, to uh, was that was that Western Southern? Yeah, that's out west, uh, southwest. It's southwest, yeah. uh, southwest mm-hmm. Colorado, and uh, and and hiking those mountains out there. So, you know, we reached out to a bunch of people saying, "Oh, hey, if you got any pointers, you know, any tips, elk hunting out here, you know, send them our way." And one of the number one things was make sure your cardio is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Up and down the hills, man. <laughs> and I was like, well. Cardio's trash. Um, that's <laughs> not going to change in the next couple of weeks. So, what else you got for me? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So, I mean, we you know we make do. Um, the first day, the first day was tough. We uh, we spent we spent the first day around eleven five, and um, and that was a doozy. Put put about six miles in, <laughs> up around eleven five. 18 inches of snow <laughs> the day started off started off i think i think we were uh 15 15 degrees um when we started the day off and uh it got up to you know a balmy 33 that day um nice nice and windy too on the top of the mountain so i think yeah, I, I think it's, I it's even snow twice here in denver we had snow for thanksgiving and we got yeah. six inches, but this is the second snow and it was 10 12 degrees until yesterday it warmed up but uh yeah we've had weather already so yeah, oh yeah yeah I, I think um i think i might have found the mountain that's on the core scan too so yeah. oh well that's longs but yeah i get you yeah we had to carry one up there because it was like well i mean if i'm at the top of the rockies drinking right, you know, right. i gotta I gotta bring a beer up here right <laughs> totally totally <laughs> <laughs> it's first ingredients water okay gotta stay hydrated so yeah we spent uh we spent uh, i think the, the season seven days six or seven days so we spent the spent their time out there um and you know one of the things i noticed um and I, everybody's experience is different 
but every single tip that we got for hunting elk was right and it was wrong mm -hmm. <laughs> that sounds right though <laughs> yeah yeah so that there was yeah there was absolutely no rhyme or reason whatsoever to finding those damn things and um i was beginning to think that elk were actually unicorns they didn't exist and, yeah, and then you'll go to pagosa and there'll be 200 of them sitting in town oh yeah or or uh, ss park i think we saw a video oh there yeah was, they're up know, there too yeah that's yeah they're all, over, yeah, they're totally. all over your front lawn your front lawn yeah yes in Estes, they know you're not gonna. They're not gonna get messed with, so they sit there and they're hanging all over the place. Yeah, yeah. No, so I mean, luckily we had some guys that were local that we were reaching out to to, you know, get some get some tips, and we ran into a couple nice locals. I'm sure a couple of the locals gave us tips that were very helpful, and others backwards. <laughs> like some were like, "Go there," but really, you're supposed to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we definitely got to a couple of places, and it was like, "Well, there had been elk here at some point." I don't know when that was, but it wasn't today or now, for that matter. Mm -hmm. uh, it probably wasn't yesterday either, because uh, <laughs> you know it, it has snowed since those tracks were laid, um, and so. Uh, and it snowed yesterday, so that means those tracks are at least two days old. But um, no, so we we had some good help. Luckily, um, we saw a lot of action, though. I mean, we saw, and that's the thing that about coming to Colorado to hunt. That I think it was just such such a fortunate experience for me, because you know where I come from, it's whitetail. You know, maybe some bear. Um, you'll have some small cats here and there, but you know, as far as big game is concerned whitetail and bear is about it um you know i do come from michigan so if we go to the up um we'll see moose but you can't hunt them because right. there's not enough of them they were they were decimated so many years ago and i guess there's an elk population now in the northern part of michigan that they're starting to be able to hunt i've never hunted it um but and it's all draw too so from my understanding it's it's, it's kind of difficult to get in on that but um you know we saw we saw the, you know, sheep out there. We saw mule deers out there. We saw moose. I've never seen, a, I've never actually seen a moose in real life, like in life in person. Mm -hmm. And um, our first trip up the mountain. And that was actually when we were scouting before the season started. I was, I was actually the one to, to spot it. You know, we spotted a cow moose. Yeah. You, you know, sure, like I saw the picture yards. you sent. Right. Right. Yeah. You sent the pic. Yeah. I was just, I was like, Oh, hey, hey, ah, there's a moose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, ah. <laughs> just kind of making noises, you know, and everybody stopped, you know, because all of us Michiganders were, you know, because our whole group was from Michigan, of course, you know, we're like, oh, shit, there's a moose, there's a moose, you know, so it was pretty cool getting to see one of those freaking dinosaurs. Things are absolutely massive. Yeah. And huge. then, uh, yeah. And then getting to see, getting to see a mountain lion, you know, up close and personal. That was pretty cool. Uh thought we at one point in time we were going to have to smoke one. So was he, was he kind of stalking on you or was he just hanging out? No. So, uh, so one of the spots that we had moved to, uh, on our third or fourth day, we, we just kind of, we kind of got the idea that the elk might have been moving into this, this area, uh, based off of some of the, uh, migration routes that were projected. And so we kind of moved into an area that we thought that could come through and ended up being, we saw some crows and some, um, what are they, magpies? 
yeah landing on, probably. A, landing on a carcass mm-hmm. and uh we're like oh what you know what is that but where we were at we couldn't we couldn't really make out what they were landing on you know because the the sagebrush was kind of tall you know and um so all day you know we're watching them come in and out and we're watching you know mule deer come through and everything like that and uh then in the afternoon i'm kind of looking off the other way and the guy that i was hunting with is like hey man there's a bobcat over there on that carcass i was like oh yeah so i turn around and i was like hey bro <laughs> bobcats aren't tan <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, he was like what i was like that's a freaking mountain lion and he was like oh shoot <laughs> You know, and, and so I guess I start to pull my tripod around because I'm going to get my binos up and take a look at it. And of course, you know, I'm a blundering idiot in the frigate, but every time I'm trying to be quiet. So like I'm moving this tripod around and shit, shaking stuff, knocking stuff over. And that scares it off. And once it goes taken off, we realize its belly is about the top of the sagebrush. And that's when he realizes like, oh, that's, you know, 12 to 18 inch tall sagebrush. And this thing's belly is about the height. Mm-hmm. sagebrush that would be a very large bobcat <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah that, yeah 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 that uh that uh that carcass you know was was probably about 150 yards from where we were at so it was just coming in to it, it come in to get some get some bites off that carcass and that's when we realized how big the carcass was you know because it as as the as the birds ate at it more and more the ribs started to be exposed and mm-hmm. it was probably a quartered out elk carcass that was left there you know the rib cage yeah yeah um and so and that makes sense too because the the it was the carcass was close to about the size of you know uh, about the well about the height of the uh of uh the about 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 the height of the cat i should say right 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 so we saw it there and and then we saw some more cat prat cat prints and stuff when we were uh moving down through some of the canyons so that was pretty cool yeah a lot of a lot of uh, mountain lion here i mean they even creep in closer to civilization now they had the guy who was jumped on and strangled it and fought off of it because it was like a juvenile jumped on the dude running on one of the trails you yeah know. it's wild yeah. it's it's creepy though you know when you're walking through some of those canyons and you're walking over cat tracks and you're like hey man uh it snowed this morning and that's the fresh cat track Mm-hmm. Uh, where's and that dude at? <laughs> yeah, where's yeah. that dude at? Especially when you got a fresh kill down and you're <laughs> walking to it and you're like, oh shoot, <laughs> am I gonna run into this guy? <laughs> That's funny. Did he go find it for me? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, we hunted, like I said, we hunted all six days. Um, but the only thing I didn't see up until that point was elk. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was pretty discouraging. Um, you know, we were at 8,000 foot. We were at 9,000 foot. We were at 10,000 foot. We were at 11.5. Uh, we were up it. We were down it. Um, we were in deep snow. We were in no snow. We were where the Aspens were. We were where the Sage was, you know. Um, so where where did the success end up falling? So actually back to that place that we had saw the mountain lion, Um so the way it way it kind of ended up was on our on our last day of the hunt, you know, we all us and all the guys, you know, the night before we'd plan out where we were gonna go. And um 
you know, we're all kind of, you know, in desperation mode at that point in time. And on one of the, on one of the days we had gone to the top of this place called cement mountain. And that was one of the videos I posted on Instagram and stuff that guys probably saw. And we were, you know, me and my partner were overlooking the North, the North facing side of cement mountain. And we had some guys that were up on the ridge top and our ridge line and they had found about 10 cows up there well they chased after them for a little while but they never got apparently they never got within about a thousand yards of these things and it was pretty heavily wooded where they were at so i don't know i don't know if they ever really saw them or if the other guy that was up there had saw them and try to walk them into it but that's neither here nor there so part of our group decided to go back there because they were like, Hey, that's the only place we've ever seen any elk. So we're going to go there. I was like, well, that makes sense. But you know, we're not going to go there um, because I've never seen anything there. And that's a hell of a hike. <laughs> so and yeah, like, yeah. You know, <laughs> more walk than worth. <laughs> yeah. Um, not to mention all you ever saw was cows and I've got a bull tag. So um, I'm not going there. So we're like, Hey, we're going to go back to, where we were at where we saw the most activity where we saw you know every other thing living under the sun that's also along the migration route that's also on the other side of the mountain from the elk freaking um uh wintering area because in there in area 55 they have an area that they completely shut off during the winter it's from december 1st until like may 15th i want to say nobody can go in there it's completely shut off to so the it's like a it, i think they call it like a big game winter area um and it's for the for the game to go in there and not have any pressure and i guess survive during the winter right right um, and so that was literally on the other side of the of the ridge from where we we're at so we're like hey we're gonna go back there and so first thing in the morning we get out there it's daylight. I don't think it had been daylight for 10 minutes. I'm looking one way and my partner looks the other way. And he's like, Hey man, um, is that the herd? <laughs> and we knew the whole time, like, we're looking for a herd out here, you know, like, yes, you can find onesies and twosies, but for the most part, these things live in a herd. Um, so find the herd, you know, shouldn't yeah, yeah. be that hard in theory. Right. Um, so uh, so yeah, I mean, he, he, he's looking, he's like, is that the herd? So I turn around, I'm like, where? And it's like, holy shit, there's freaking 40 of these things, at least just on the side of this hill, but they're like 2000 yards away. So what it was is it was kind of the, um, kind of a Southwestern side of the area 55, kind of more towards Almont. And what it was, they were, they were butted right up against private property. Mm-hmm. And that might have been partly why we hadn't really seen them. Not from my understanding, they have a pretty wide migration rotation that they kind of use um, from some of the things I read. So it's, you know, who knows where they had been at the days before. We hadn't seen a whole lot of tracks. But um, when we found them, they were, like I said, butted up against some private property. Um, and they were across a canyon from where we were at. So. We we pretty quick pretty quickly hurried and got to about as close as we could. Um, unfortunately, that put us about a thousand yards away across a canyon from where they were at. So uh, we had to do all of our work from about a thousand yards away. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So 
and, and that's and that's where you know I say unfortunately um it's you know it's kind of one of those one of those things you know it depends on who you talk to i guess um i was confident in my ability um my partner was not and Mm -hmm. you know he, he hadn't taken a lot of those shots so luckily for us when we got out there like i said that area that we got to go shoot at you know he had really small targets um out to pretty far distances and so we were able to simulate some of the shots that we thought we were going to be able to take while we were out there, or at least, you know, we might encounter. So I got to take, um, you know, a lot of tripod shots with that rifle um, at some pretty far targets that were pretty small. And so when I was presented with, you know, a thousand yard shot seated off a tripod, I was like, okay, that's a, you know, that's a pretty far shot. But for me, that's a pretty doable shot, you know. That's a that's in a six five PRC at you know at nine thousand feet of elevation. Like that's a that's that's you know I think I was at five six or something. I was just gonna mil. say yeah, you're probably less than six mils to get. There. Yeah, I think it was five six is what my elevation was. So I was like, yeah, that's that's uh that's not that's not too bad at all, you know. And I'd already figured out what my kill threshold was for for uh, remaining energy and velocity. And I was well within what that rifle was capable of. So I was, you know, I took those shots. So um, the thing that I would have liked to have had, you know, in hindsight would have been a spotter. Oh, (laughs) would have been a spotter. Yeah. He was fighting. uh, My partner was fighting to get into position. And so he wasn't able to spot for me. Um, And because I was shooting off a tripod, I, I didn't have the follow through that I would have liked to have been able to see my impacts. And Mm so, um, you know, I put two on him in watching the videos afterwards. I put two rounds onto a a really nice bowl. Um, And, you know, ultimately we weren't able to recover it. So we, uh, it didn't put him, it didn't put him down right there in the spot. And he was able to make it off into private property. And we weren't able to, we weren't able to get in there and get after him. Oh man. But you got the cows, right? yeah so like i said our group had some cow tags so ultimately we were able to leave us some meat but and you know and you know that's neither here nor there i mean you can't you can't eat the horns but i had a i had a bull tag that's what i went there for so <laughs> yeah yeah it unfortunate well, unfortunate for me yeah i mean the terrain is going to limit you and then the property lines and all that and in that area and, and you definitely don't want to go traipsing around out there on somebody else's property especially hunting season wise no but no and it feels like it feels like crap too you know like you always have that question too like well what happened how long did it you know how long did it take to go down you don't want to see an animal suffer right you know? did, did you get did you get over to the spot you were able to shoot them yeah, we did. So, and that's, that's one of the, one I was talking about with, you know, we were crossing over the, the cat tracks. So after we, after we took the shots, um, we went to go, to go recover it, you know, and it took us a good hour and a half to go through that Canyon and come up the other side. Um, and we went to the last spot where we had seen them at. And that's, and that's where I think the six, five PRC kind of, you know, it didn't give us the effect that I would have liked and, you know, in hindsight, I probably will use something like a 300 PRC if I did come out west and hunt again, especially if I, I was mean, in at, at that distance, you should have just been at a thousand 
pounds of energy. Yeah, I'd have to pull the Kestrel up again and take a look Were at you it. Were you 147s? Uh, 143s. Uh, I was just a shy bit under 3,000 feet per second. Um, like I said, I'd have to run the numbers again because I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know off the top of my head. Yeah, for sure. I, I'd have to look it was at cooking. it. I, I know what a 147 at 3,000, you're going to have 1,000 feet of energy right at there. That distance, yeah. you know. Well, and, you're, the, and you're, the 143 put a count. Yeah, one forty three put the put a cow down in its tracks, right? Um, right. You know, at this at the exact same distance. You know, taken from the same taken from the same spot. So I mean, it wasn't like it didn't have the kill energy, um, but those bulls, man, they're tough. Watching the video, I mean, I it's it's. I mean, he doesn't even know he's hit. So well, it's hard to watch, and it's not hard. You know, it, it's hard to watch, and it's in, at the same time, it's like wow, because like. I blew his, I mean, his leg was completely destroyed and he couldn't even put it on the ground and he's just standing there looking around. Right. Cause like, he doesn't know like, where it's coming from. Nothing's going to react to him. It's just a fly bit him. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you don't even have a leg underneath you. What, what is going through your mind right now? You know? And, and, and so that's, that's, that's the part that's, you know, that was just so frustrating about it, it was like, how, how did the, how did that thing make it off into private properties is is what's you know but then you know you watch you know you watch his hunting shows and everything else and you watch those guys chase them for a for a whole day you know they don't even recover them to the next day and so it's like yeah i don't know yeah it, it, yeah well and that's true and and so yet you just didn't you you just didn't continue the journey into the private property which well yeah and it was you know, like i said it was the last day of the hunt too so we were kind of kind of limited in a lot of ways. Hindsight being what it was, like I said, it's not that I don't think the six five PRC was capable. Um, if I if I were to go back there now, knowing what the terrain was like in the in the, I never expected to make that long of a shot. Yeah, I really, I really thought we were going to be in the in the six hundred. You know, the four well, to six. I was just going to say it's interesting that the female, you know, the cow went down, the male didn't. So it's almost like your cow can go to that distance, but the male can't. So you'd almost got to bring the male in two hundred. So you don't want to go past eight with them in that configuration, maybe. Yeah, but it sounds like the cows had no problem. Yeah, yeah, it's it is crazy because, um. You know, a lot of, of, of course, you know, you could argue shot placement. You could talk about a lot of things. I mean, if I took his whole shoulder out, so I mean, you know, that there was a lot of bone being thrown into his, to his, to his, you know, internal cavity mm -hmm. there. Um, so I could only imagine what the inside of it looked like, and only would have found out if I had been able to, you know, process the animal. But yeah, um, yeah, no, it makes sense, and 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 it's just that's that that's the limitation of long range hunting is just getting over there. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You got an eighteen-inch kill zone, at, and we'd shoot that all day, every day at that distance. I mean, you know mm -hmm. what I mean. So it, it's yeah. even if it was sixteen, if it was smaller, you can't tell. I mean, hell, it could have been fourteen inches, and you still would have took the shot at, mm -hmm. uh, at that distance because that's within our capability. Right. You know. Yeah, that's that's the thing is you know like I took my first shot and I was like, okay why is that thing still standing like that was that everything felt perfect you know I, I was just it was one of those things where you know you take the shot and you're like nothing went wrong mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nothing went wrong you know I, I, i'm pretty honest with my shooting like i don't think i'm i don't think i'm perfect i make a lot of mistakes you know like i 
but I was, it was one of those things where it was like, that was a good shot. Yeah. Well, will to live. That animal's you know, got it, a will to live and it's going to keep put and it doesn't know. And it's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And, and it just, you know, fight or flight. Right. They, right. Will live. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so like, you know, and then, the, and then when it, after that, it actually came, it came 50 yards closer. And so my second shot, I was like, okay, you know, and you can hear in the video, I'll, I'll send you it. And I, you know, I probably posted it at some point in time, you know, maybe, maybe we can, we can do something with this video and put the two together. But, um, you know, you can hear me talking and I was like, okay, maybe I wasn't stable. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay, hey, you know, I feel like an idiot. Like, all right, maybe I wasn't stable. Okay, hey, they're 50 yards closer. You know, I I ranged it. I have my partner range it. You know, we get we confirm distance. You know, we're within one yard of each other. I'm checking my data. You know, like, you know, well, that's got, just it. Distance gives you time and opportunity, but you're also looking at you know, 1500 pound animal. Yeah, or yeah, more, and, and, and so and, when. And, you know, you're shooting a six, five. And like you said, it, it, it's, it's that far away with the long range. Your energy was right. It's just, it's just, he was a little tougher than he looked. Yeah. 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 So then when I took that second shot and he didn't go down, I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you One know? more round. <laughs> uh, it's like, well, I guess we're going to go look for him, you know, like, uh, and so I, you know, it was like, okay, pull the tape out. <laughs> like, so we're watching it over and over and over again. Like, okay, what, what, you know, what's going on? And that's when it's like, okay, well, hey, dude, he doesn't even have a leg underneath him at this point. Like, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't mess up, but, you know, it is, it is what it is. You know, he had, yeah, he had a yeah. say in this fight. He had a say in he this did. fight more, you know, and his, his say was, you know, at least, you know, was to, was to outlive my will apparently. And that was, you know, he wanted to make it over onto that private property. So, well, you, you, you probably fed the cat. Yeah. Yeah. Nature's got to eat too, I guess. I was just going to say the cat, the cat don't care about property lines. He'll go over there and finish the job. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately that was my experience hunting in uh, Colorado for this year. Um, I did not, I did not take another animal uh, myself. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of how it goes. If you do, you know, some guys might, might try to take another bull or something like that. I didn't. Uh, so that was my experience, but it was, it was overall a phenomenal trip. I uh, just getting to come out there to Colorado was such a blessing and, um, you know, see all those animals get to take the opportunity, you know, unfortunately that's how it goes. Sometimes it's just, you don't, sometimes you don't get to take a shot at all. Sometimes you don't recover them. You know, yeah. I've had that happen in a few, you know, on a few occasions. So, you know, it is what it is. That being said, I think we're going to probably go and uh, see if we can't look for that uh, after the after the uh, cameo class here in a few months. Oh, go down and try to go look into that area. Yeah. Yeah. Just maybe maybe see if we can't find the um, find the owners of that property and see if we can't get in there and uh, just take a walk around. See if there's a uh, see if there's you know, ahead somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. And like yeah, I said, though, I'm... you know, going back next year, if, or if I go back next year or the year after. Now something. this was all um just basically public land hunt. Yeah. yeah. It was all public land over the counter did... tags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing guided. Nothing um, guided. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. No high fence or nothing like that. Um, 
man, like I said, it was it was a total it was a total cool experience because I like I said, I went with some guys that are out of Michigan that have been doing this for I think the better part of like 25 years. And you know, every so often they let, you know, one or two new guys into their group. Um and so this year, like I said, they, you know, in-law got to go and then, you know, in turn I got to go. So that worked out pretty good. Yeah, no, for sure. That and the cool thing too was is um, you know, one of the other guys that was with us, he um that took a cow, he actually had never shot, he took his cow at 850. And um kind of an interesting story is he had never shot that far. And so when we were doing our train up out at that property beforehand, there was basically a license plate size target out at 850. And so, you know, he had, he had one of those, um, night force scopes with the BDC turret on it mm-hmm. because that's what those guys were all used to was BDC turrets. And yeah. They're so, close. They're going to shoot. <clears throat> right. Right. And so he put his 800 yard, it was not 850, it was 800. Sorry. He put his 800 yard dope on or his 800 yard line and it didn't hit. And so we had to basically dope out his rifle out there at the range because it was like, well, hey, man, you got that thing set up when you were back in Michigan. Well, you're out here in Colorado with 8,000 feet of DA. You know, of course it's not going to line up. Right, right. Well, and, and, so, and those BDCs, you want to line them up like in the middle mm-hmm. and make, you know, like your five, six line <clears throat> needs to be dead on point of aim, point of impact. So you don't have that division and variation in the uh, in the in the data from the BDC versus the reality. So like even when Night Force and Uber came out with those velocity reticles and they were looking at giving them to the military and stuff. They were advocating you zeroed them at the five six line, and not the one hundred. Yeah, like you you like you did a rough zero at a hundred, then you fine tuned it at five six with the BDC, and then that made the variations tighter. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, and we didn't. So we ended up figuring out his seven twenty was his eight hundred. Yeah, which ended up working. Like I said, though, it ended up working out great because on on the last day of the hunt so really at the same time we were taking our shots he was presented uh they ended up finding another herd on the other side of area 55 from where we were at um and he was presented a shot at 800 um he had a cow tag and um you know he took his shot at eight and shoot a three to PRC. Uh, but yeah, he took he took a shot at eight and um he put it down, you know, first shot. And he was stoked. He came back later on and he was like, you know, I just want to thank you. He's like, because you know, I've never taken a shot that far. He's like, I never thought I would try to shoot an animal that far. He's like, and had we not been able to go out there with you to shoot beforehand, he's like, I would have never even have known that my 800 yard line on my turret didn't line up until i missed that animal he's like and i'll be honest i don't even know if i would have shot at it he was like but you know after banging that freaking license plate out there you know at 800 on that range he's like i knew that that was a target i could hit he's like and i knew what my data was he's like so that you know when that opportunity came up he's like i took it and freaking he's like going home with a cooler full of meat so well that's what we tell people about that 
it's confidence, right? It's giving you the confidence. I, I mean, we all have the students. I mean, Mark, who got the laser range finder, cameo Mark and all that, he went and took yep. his ball. Um, he sent pictures and got his uh, his trophy. Uh, the Marco Polo. Yeah, yeah. The, right. Yeah, he sent me that on my way home. Right. And so, you know, those guys, it gives them confidence. I mean, I've had students and one of them, Elk, Colorado Elk Hunter, missed one at like 120, 150 yards, came to class, took the next one at five. Now when he gets a tag, he comes to class. He yep. gets the confidence. He's ready to go. He does like the, 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 the August class. And then in September, October, wherever he goes and does his hunt, and then he gets his animal, and he's a happy guy, and he doesn't have the limitations he had before. So sure. you can see where not only the confidence in the shots and the marksmanship, but the data to do yeah. that is important for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it makes perfect sense, man. And, and yeah, and then where in one way it didn't work out, through the reality of the animal, you know, moving, but at the same time, it did work out because you have meat in the freezer that was done at 800 yards based on all of this. Right. And yeah. It makes perfect sense. So no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good lesson in getting trained up in having that data and in being able to execute and then know your limitations on that stuff. You know, now you're looking at, Hey, I got a limitation of that six, five PRC. The energy mm -hmm. is there. It's telling me I have that thousand pounds of energy, you know, out to that distance, but it didn't drop the animal. But then you look at the 300 PRC at 800 drops it. So now you have to start shifting caliber variations in the weight of the bullet, you know, and, and Hey, I need a little bit more for that type of animal. Yeah. Well, yeah, one thing that was that I did know is, you know, so we did take a there we, there was a there was a cow taken at nine fifty, um, and there wasn't with the with the six five PRC, and there was no exit wound, um, <clears throat> and that and that I think is you know like I said like you're saying that nine fifty you can get it done with that cartridge, but you know I I think had there been an exit wound on that on that bull he wouldn't have made it to the wood line yeah um, for sure but i mean you're also at the very edge of your limitation you know right. what i mean you're right, you're right at a thousand right and that's where i think like that that 300 prc would have been probably more the ticket um yeah, for that, that would for have that probably scenario. at a minimum been 1200 uh right of energy versus just that a thousand you would have been that 12 ish depending mm -hmm. on the bullet weight you used, but yeah, for sure. And you were, you were probably 1050 or 1025. Yeah. And so, um, that's the difference. And then, right. you know, 147 over 143. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were shooting the, the factory Hornady ELDXs, um, which, I mean, it's, a, that's, you know, I've killed plenty of stuff with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which they, I mean, they shoot great and I, clearly they'll do the job, but yeah. At that at that range, um, it was it was a little limited, and, and like when we when we recovered that cow, there was there wasn't there wasn't even blood on the ground, you know. It was like okay, you know. There's no yeah. She it died was just a small entry. Right. Yeah, <laughs> died of fright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now her insight her insights look like soup, but um, 
you know, there was just an entrance wound. There was just an entrance wound. That's it. You know, so yeah. And she since she died since she died entrance wound up. Um, there was there wasn't even anything to leak on the ground. <laughs> right, right. And well, and and it happens, man. You know, and 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 that's kind of all with that. But mm -hmm. so dead is dead in one way, but not in another. You know, it, it's like mm -hmm. ah, not quite dead enough in one yeah. aspect, and dead in another. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, man, that was uh, that was the experience. It was cool. It was uh, it was a, like I said, it was a blessing. It was really fun shooting that rifle out there. Um, we're going to do a roll up with it here pretty soon. Um, uh, cause that thing's a freaking hammer. Um, John, if you're listening, make that rifle into 300 PRC. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know, no, but, they yeah. did a great job on it. I do. I do like what they did with that. And, and I think it's a fast, nice zippy rifle. I still shoot it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably going to pick up, uh, you know, one of the other barrels and a bullhead for it. So that way I can shoot some of the other stuff. Because mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. that, that PRC does get a little pricey to shoot, you know. After a while, not to mention, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to shoot it every day for sure, man. I don't Which know. I, what do, it is. I, I do. I, I got to call you up. I think I need some more normal. We've been shooting the snot out of it. <laughs> yeah, you know a guy. Yeah, I do. I know. I would normal. <laughs> I order some, but no, man, that's, I... that's what's that. Yeah, you've seen any sweet uh, Black Friday Cyber Monday deals? No, I actually hadn't. I mean, there are the deals going around and you know, the area 419, like something we just saying, it got a ton of sales and stuff. And, but no, I hadn't really chased it too much and, and done anything with it. Cause it, it, we're, we're kind of in that cycle. Yeah. You, you know? So it's like, I'm, I'm, I don't need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I bought, yeah. I bought camera stuff more than any, I, cause I, I bought two cameras for a live stream thing so I can switch off and, two little minis that I can mount. They're like this big. They're probably like inch and a half, two inch things that plug into the computer and will work for the lives and a switcher. And that's what I bought for black Friday. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Two, two little cheapy Japanese things. Okay. But, cool. Hey, that was, that was a good story. Everybody got a good hunting story for the winter and, and we're going to have some more. I'm going to talk to uh, that guy Hunter at mile high pretty soon in, um, but yeah, it's it's that time of year. Everybody's out and about and doing it, and the hunts are coming in. You're seeing all the a lot of deer this year. I haven't seen oh, yeah. as much elk, but I saw a lot of deer this year. People taking. Yeah, our group took two, so we're pretty happy. Got a lot of meat out of it. It was fun getting a pack. That was the last of the the last part of the experience was getting to uh, pack an animal out. I never had gotten to do that, so a lot of sweat. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, that's far walking, <laughs> you know, especially on on public lands. You know, you're walking a hell of a far distance in there. Yeah, yeah. So. Down a mountain, a couple miles out. It's good. Up time. the other side, yeah. Down one side, up the other side, around this corner, and up over on this ridge, and then there. I'll get there eventually. The whole time walking back with bloody meat on your back, like, <laughs> what's following us? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Where's the cats? Mm -hmm. Very cool. All right. This well, seems I like a terrible away. idea. <laughs> yeah, I got to go do some stuff. Let me take off. Hey, everybody. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Stop over to CR2 Supply Cage. I do. I love it. Um, And get your stuff with there. And uh, great to have Chris on again. Gravity Ballistics is being submitted. It will be in the app stores very soon. So I'm just waiting for Apple and Android to approve it. So we're moving forward with that. But stop on over to the hide and say hi, and we will talk to you soon. 
Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.